0: This episode of The Detox Podcast is brought to you by Rebel Riot Printing. Celebrating their 10th year in business, Rebel Riot is locally owned and family operated, offering custom printed tees with no minimums and fast turnaround. And by Bitsbox. Bitsbox teaches kids to code. Real JavaScript, real devices, and really fun. Hands down the most fun way for curious kids ages 6 to 14 to learn coding. Use promo code DETOX for $20 off any subscription order of $50 or more. That's D-T-A-L-K-S Detox for $20 off any order of $50 or more with BitsBox. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where this dad talks about life, kids, and stuff. I'm your host, Joe Shaw. And on today's episode, I've got a very special guest that I'm very excited about, Mr. Doug French, the CEO and co-founder of the Dad 2.0 Summit. Yes, you may have seen me post about the summit here and there. I am going to be one of the speakers at the summit this year. But to talk to the man with the plan, the man who has it all, Mr. Doug French, thank you for being on the show today. Doug, how are you doing?
1: I'm um, great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, this is a big deal. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, inviting another Texas boy down and to San Antonio.
0: That's right. It's going to be a rip roaring time, and uh, yeah, uh, yeehaw! Let me get my uh, Yosemite Sam uh, mustache going. <laughs>
1: That did not sound authentic. Are you sure? You're from from like Northam boy, aren't you?
0: I'm actually from Saskatoon. No, 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 no. I kid. I kid. Uh, No, born and raised here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, I am. I I can say y'all and yeehaw, and I guess the best Texas uh, uh, accent I can do is well, uh, you know, uh, yeah, not, I can't really do one on the spot. Um, okay, but you uh, can edit that out. That's fine. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self fix in I'm post. I'm not going to no. <laughs> put you on the spot there. Uh, Texas boy. By way birthday boy. That's fine. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to get started. And, uh, there's a lot of great stuff we're going to talk about specifically the summit. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this one, one question that I do want to start you off with, and it's something that I I'd like to ask a lot of, a lot of the dads and parents that come on the show is uh, Doug, what do you think makes a good dad? Holy cow. Um, <laughs> Just start you out with a softball softball question there. I don't know. I mean, I
1: think, I think ultimately it's, it's, it, I know what, what doesn't make a good dad. I mean, uh, the fact is that nothing happens unless you're there. Nothing happens until you attempt to be in the moment and, and share as many moments as you can with your kids. Um, and, and whatever or whatever format your fatherhood takes, I mean, who knows what uh, what path your life will take you on. I mean, um, I've been a single dad now, um, a co-parenting dad for longer than I was married. And so um, as long as your kids know, I mean, I, the, 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 my life changed the day I had to tell my five year old son, who's now 17, um, that I was moving out, but I wasn't going anywhere. Right. You know, and so uh, you get past that, and you're kind of bulletproof because as long as your kids know you're out there and get bored with you telling them that they that you love them. Right. I mean, that's you know that's that's the joy of it. I go to my 13 year old and throw my arms around him and say I love you, and he rolls his eyes at me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And so I mean, that's where it starts, and and I think if you have that commitment to, to being in your kids' lives as much as you can, as much as you feel is, is, is duly right and necessary, then the rest will fall into place. Right. And uh,
0: talk us through a little bit about the, the co-parenting aspect of it. I know I've got several, several listeners and several parents who, who do that regular on a regular basis, co-parent and, and they've been through the divorce, but what was, what was that like for you? I know you, you're looking back on it with some perspective now, but, but Talk us through a little bit about what that experience was like for you when you kind of first started and getting your legs under you, and and how have you uh, and your uh, uh, ex-spouse kind of worked out a, a good co-parenting dynamic after this time?
1: Well, it, it helps to have an amicable divorce, you know. It sure. helps to realize to look at each other and say we're going to be more functional as co-parents than we will be as spouses. Um, and so, and again, I'm I feel I'm very lucky in that regard because my ex-wife did not want me out of her life or out of my kid's life. She just didn't want to be married anymore. And, um, that has worked out fine for me, frankly. I mean, I think, uh, I, and the bottom line is though, that's when she met me, she told me, um, I think on our third date, she said something like, you're clearly a family man without the family. You know, (laughs) she knew I was, she just knew from looking at me, I was best destined to be somebody's dad. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I think she's still happy that I'm the father of her kids. You know, and I know her, her family is, I mean, I still get Christmas cards from them. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, she'll always be family and I'll always love her as the mother of my kids. I mean, I'm right. not in love with her anymore. And that's even better because you can focus on the real important stuff. Cause now the kids are teenagers. I mean, the, something that bugs the hell out of me is this whole idea that, you know, changing a diaper and doing a midnight feeding and, you know, taking care of toddlers who don't say anything back to you. And (laughs) I mean that's nothing. That's child's play. This is, I mean, fatherhood now when your kids are coming at you and talking about sex and drugs and peer pressure and bullying and, um, kids in red hats, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to navigate out there and you have to, uh, that's what, that's what tests you as a parent. And that's what, you want to maintain your faculties for, and that's what you need. What I, you know, if you, if you're lucky enough to give your kid two parents, no matter what, um, you know, what form those two parents take, you right. know, two parents, four parents. I mean, obviously, and neither one of us is remarried, but there are people who are feel happy to have their, their two parents and two step parents, right. uh, families take many forms. And as long as the form works for you, However, many parents are involved. Just play to your strengths, get the job done, and uh, if you can maintain that level of respect, which I, I, you know, I think she and I maintain. And there are parts of her that I'm so glad happy I don't live with her anymore. But I'm <laughs> very happy to defer to her on certain certain things that I know she's a better judge of. So it works out mostly.
0: Sure. Has there been a specific? Conversation that you've had with your sons that stands out as particularly difficult, or something that you've learned from, or even something that you kind of stumbled and had to recover on. What What are some of those uh, key moments that you can recall right off the top of your head?
1: I mean, well, I'm we're, I'm I'm kind of in the weeds right now. I'm in the situation where I don't even know how it's going to turn out. This is one of those things where we're still in the lab, and right? we're gonna Find out, <laughs> you know uh we're we're deep in the weeds of adolescence and right. who knows Well, I'll know if I was any good as a father you know 5 10 years from now maybe right. if I'm lucky if I'm, I live to see it but right. the bottom line is i mean the, the most recent thing is my my older son was just involved in a uh, in a car accident mm. and uh he was out too late and he tried to make a, a turn too abruptly and he was hit and i just found out today um, that the, the car is totaled. You know, wow. the car, and it's not even, doesn't look totaled, but apparently it's so out of alignment they said, yeah, it'll take, you know, it's it's not worth the uh, the worth of the car. So, wow. um, I had a perfect plan. You know, I, I, I thought, anyway, I leased this car three years ago, and I figured this is going to be a car that my son will learn to drive on, and he'll take his driver's test on, and then it's a sturdy car that he can drive in the winter on these Michigan roads, and he'll be comfortable, and It'll be a car that I'll be uh, comfortable investing in having having been in the family as long as it's been uh, and it was working out great and then uh, you know six months into his stint uh, driving it exclusively and and uh, it's no longer with us so make a plan and uh, the universe has a good uh, a good snicker
0: Right, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to uh, take notes for uh, when my kids are old enough. My daughter's about to turn four, and my son's one and a half. So uh, I was like, "Yeah, picture I,
1: Either of them merging onto a highway no, with you in the passengers. No, seat. I'm good.
0: I'm uh, I'm good. I'll uh, yeah. live vicariously through you for now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, don't don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. So, fair point. But that's the thing, though. I just it's and and you get to the point now where people are talking about sandwich parenting now. I mean, I my my friend Dave Stanley just buried his father today. Um, and, uh, you know, he, we actually had a, we had lunch together about a couple of days before his father left us. He, and he knew it was coming. Uh, and he was, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you try to, you have to manage your parents and, uh, your older kids. And, um, this is where the rubber hits the road. And so you just, you, you have to resolve to find your people, to find your, to, to find your center. And, and that's kind of what, what. What the dad 2.0 summit was what well, it has always been to me a place where you, you come and you find your people and you energize and recognize that there's there's power in being a father and there's joy in being a father there's things to learn and there's things there's people to learn from right and uh, and the hope is that you come down to the conference and you leave feeling as though you're you're a better you know you're a better father at the core and then if you wanted to do that and start a business. If you want to be an influencer, if you want to um, move on and, and pursue a career online, that's great too. But none of that happens unless you are happy with you know the stuff you write, the stuff you photograph, the stuff you say, and and the experiences. All that stuff's based on right, absolutely. So
0: since we're pivoting and talking about the Dad Two Summit, uh, chat me up. Talk us through the evolution behind how and why you started the the summit and uh, i know you're the co-founder so talk us through how that kind of idea evolved with you and the and the other co-founder as well as kind of what you hope to achieve the first year and then and then let's kind of talk about the growth year after year that you've seen with the summit because this is about to, this is it's uh 8th eight, year is that correct?
1: Yeah, 8 okay. years. Yep. in fact I'm wearing my t-shirt now I'm wearing um, uh, my friend Dwayne um, is the editor of uh, of stand magazine and he's currently his um, his t-shirts have a big eight on them which is <laughs> and the and the well also the um, the Chinese proverb uh, fall down seven times get up eight <laughs> and so you know it's kind of like uh, it's you know um, I I like to watch uh, pardon the interruption every every um, Every night. And my kids like it, too, because it looks like the two guys, uh, Tony Kornheiser and, and um, Mike Wilbon, look like older versions of teachers they have.
2: Sure. <laughs>
1: so they like to watch me looking at old versions of their teachers yelling at each other. And basically at the end of every episode, Tony Kornheiser says, we'll try to do better the next time. Right. And um, and that's that's all we can do. But um we have done better every time which makes me very happy i mean this is our eighth year and um we started in uh we we announced it uh, on april 16th 2011 we were at the mom 2.0 summit which has been in business about three years longer than than we um we were at their third conference in uh, new orleans okay and um we put together a uh, we were invited to put together a um uh, a, a track of just dad based material. We had a ballroom to ourselves and the whole, the whole day was just uh, dad panels talking about dad stuff and the place was really standing room only. And so uh, the time came to create an event that was, that, that talked about fathers specifically. I mean, there were some um, uh, conferences that were uh, transforming from mom to parent uh, which was great, except it was still they still uh, stayed pretty mom-centric about it. So we just thought it was important to have the word dad" in the title. And so obviously, you know dad two summit seemed uh, the 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 proper way to go to have a separate conference that's focused particularly on the the uniqueness of fatherhood and male parents. Right. Um, and um so we we emerged from Eve's rib.
0: <laughs> I like that uh, I like that analogy It was very good uh, So why Oh well thank you, you Right know, eight years of, I've been pulling that out For eight years So it never fails to disappoint You've been pulling out The rib joke for eight years. I like very exactly. reference, man. When it down, go Bible. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So why specifically the name? I know you talked about that dad 2.0 kind of spun off, if you will, uh, a very family matters from perfect strangers of uh, mom 2.0 that I don't know if anybody gets that reference, but uh, if you do, I appreciate you. Uh, family matters sp- spun off of of perfect strangers. So now that uh, Dad 2.0 is spun off of Mom 2.0, I I know that we talked about that. But why specifically the name Dad 2.0? Other than the fact that it spun off, is it is it supposed to evoke an idea uh, of of your your you know you're the the better version, the leveled up version, the second version of fatherhood? Whereas we knew fatherhood to be one specific way, as it was portrayed when you know our fathers were growing up and now we are trying to take that to another level is that am i kind of on the right track with that line of thinking
1: well it's kind of an interesting conundrum obviously we had the 2.0 idea i mean mom 2.0 you know we are we are very closely affiliated with with uh, mom 2.0 i mean we are we are two businesses but my partner john Pacini, is married to Carrie Pacini, who is ah, okay. a partner in mom 2.0 um so i mean we are two separate businesses but there is a lot of overlap in terms of our staff and uh in terms of how we help each other uh, because of the roles that each of them um uh, fulfills i mean i think uh if you look at i mean mom 2.0 is all about being a better businesswoman i mean creating an online influencer model and uh, and being successful at that. I mean, uh, creating a brand and, and writing or blogging or blogging or photographing or, uh, doing all that stuff, writing a book. Um, and, um, and that's, that's great. I mean, we both do that because that's the business we need to sustain us. That's what a lot of our sponsors are in the market to do. They want to find influencers to work with because influencer marketing is, is not going away. It's definitely, um, it's emerging and evolving, Right. And um, so but at the same time you know so we do that but we also maintain a sense of activism a bit because you really there's still an uphill battle for men to be taken seriously as caregivers yes um, especially when it comes to paid leave which is what our um, our title sponsor Dove men plus care is gonna talk a lot about this year the whole idea they really want to go a uh, whole hog and uh, champion. Uh, the idea that men not only need access to paid leave uh, as do mothers but uh, men need access to paid leave and they need to be incentivized to take it right. and and not stigmatized not to take it right um, so with the bottom line being that you we're we're trying to disrupt things on two levels here we're trying to say you know if at mom 2.0 you should take women seriously as entrepreneurs and legislators and business owners and um, and people in power and people um, who uh, who function as important decision makers in the in the world and at the same time you should take men seriously as caregivers because that's you know, What's, what's good to hear is that new families don't really care who's female and who's male and, you know, in some right. cases there aren't even one of each. You know, it's just a question mm-hmm. of let's – we have a couple of parents. Let's play to our strengths. If you're good at this, do that. And if I'm good at this, I'll do this. Right. And let's cover our bases. You know, and that's – again, that's what my ex and I do. And that's what I think, you know, most of the dads who come to our conference are about, the whole idea of saying, yeah. I mean the stay-at-home dads will come to our conference and say, my wife works and I'm totally cool with that. Right.
0: Yeah, it's really... It's really great because you do see that speaking of, speaking definitely about the, the parental leave and the paid leave, there are a lot of people that I know who I mean, one of the first things that we did when we first started this podcast was we spoke to Lamar Austin, who is a New Hampshire man, had a baby born, first baby of the, the new year in two thousand seventeen, and he was fired for taking parental leave to go see the birth of his kid. And and Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, and it's I mean, and you see that extreme all the way up to people who do get six weeks or maybe maybe more of parental leave, but are scared to take it because they feel that if they are to take it, then they won't be considered for a promotion or they won't be considered for their work that they are doing before they leave. Or, you know, it's just the stigma. There's just so much stigma around it. And so I agree with you that it's something where, you know, the first step is almost allowing companies to offer it, right? And then now that companies are starting to offer it, we need to tell dads and other parents it's it's all right for you to take it and and not to punish you for it and and i think that's it's i think that's what we're kind of in the middle of right now and so i i I think you know dove coming on to to really go full out on that is fantastic because you 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 don't see that too often and and it's really great that they're coming to to the summit to really speak on that and to cover that as well
1: right and i think you know there have been some high profile cases as well granted i'm glad that they're um, there's a different perspective there. I mean, this is going back about five years now, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, one of the big, uh, high profile stories was, uh, was Daniel Murphy, um, second mm-hmm. baseman for the Mets at the time who was going to miss. He decided to take three days, yes. which is in the collective bargaining agreement, you know, to go home and be at the birth of his, uh, of, of his child. And, and New York went absolutely ballistic. I mean, he, he, he was going to miss three days, which was two games. And uh, local DJs were killing him. Yep, saying, you know, I if I were me, if if it were me, I would have made my wife have a C-section before the season started because it was the first three days of the season, too, right. in September. Yeah, which of course the games could not have mattered less. Right. I mean, <laughs> and uh, and he and his his response was eloquent. Um, you know, I I'll be a dad forever. I'll be a, I won't be a ball player forever, but I'll be a dad forever. Right. And it was never. He says this was. It was in the CBA, and I was I'm going to take it and. I was happy to happy to uh, actually meet him. We met at the White House later that uh, year because he was there to talk about what he went through, what he went through to um, to take the leave, and and how he had no regrets, and he still doesn't. And I, and now when when professional players or professional athletes who do have a huge um, platform and a huge following, and when they say they're going to take leave, that's become a good thing, you know. I mean, but even still, it's only three days, and right. Uh, Speaking as someone who got zero days the first year, my first child came and uh, I got – they wouldn't give me any time off at all. I had to burn a week of vacation. Wow. Which I did gladly. Sure. And um, second child came along and I was teaching. And uh, they said, gee, you should have had your kid in July. We'll give you two days and you're going to come back and you got to work. Wow. Wow. so, well, yeah, and again, this was 13 years ago, and right. uh, but that's still in – in some cases, there's still plenty of men who don't have either of those opportunities. Right. And uh, But it's – I'm not sure what's worse, um, not having access to it or being pressured not to take it. I mean yeah. both of those are crap. So I think what's really important for uh, for Men Plus Care and also we're having uh, the uh, makers of the film uh, Zero Weeks. Uh, this great documentary about paid leave in this country, which expands far beyond just you know being parents. I mean, anytime taking time off to care for somebody uh, should be something that we should be able to do, and we're we're the only industrialized nation that doesn't. Right. Um, and we're going to talk about that, and and I think that's a really important topic, and I'm really I'm really glad that a, a huge brand like like WMED Plus Care decides to put their huge weight behind it because it sorely needs the attention it's going to get.
0: I wholeheartedly agree, and I want to pivot just a little bit. You had mentioned, you had mentioned that you met uh, the Mets player at the White House. So talk us through, just a, real briefly, what was that experience like for you, going to the White House and being there and, and just getting to – I assume you went to speak about fatherhood. So, so chat, us, uh, chat me up. Like, what, what was that whole experience like for you?
1: Yeah, it was uh, hosted uh, in part – we met the Secretary of Labor at the time, uh, Tom Perez, who's now with the Democratic National Committee um and uh lots of really important um uh academics and writers and journalists uh got together to talk about the importance of how um paid leave among other things uh is is good for the family dynamic and I was there uh to speak and I was there to uh to help publicize as well with our social platform and um and they brought in Daniel Murphy to uh to talk about uh, what he went through uh which he defended very eloquently. It was a real pleasure to meet him. Um, and that's the kind of thing that this job has afforded me. I'm, I mean, it's not like I'm, uh, I've been all around the world and so forth, sure. but I have uh, met my share of really interesting people who've come to the conference. Um, I mean, Michael Strahan came a couple of years ago, right, and he was fantastic. Um, obviously, we're really excited to have Dax Shepard coming this year. Yes, yes. Uh, I think his armchair... Um, Armchair Expert podcast is extraordinary. Yes. Uh, and uh, I just, I love his work ethic. I love the fact, I mean, I was researching it before I announced him, and he has dropped 72 podcasts in 50 weeks. Wow. That's and, just, yeah. uh, so, and yeah, there's a lot, he's got a lot to say about uh, being someone's father. I mean, he's a, he's, he, he posts a lot on social when he's around his two little girls. Right. So he's, he's an active and engaged and interested father. Um, very eager to kind of alter the path of his own childhood up here in Michigan. Um, and, uh, he's done multiple things, obviously acted, written, directed, and, um, and performed all sorts of things. And now this podcast comes along. Um, and he, he does these two hour podcasts. I mean, these are extensive. He has interviews and, uh, intros and outros with, uh, with his, associate monica and they go on for a couple hours and he does these like twice a week yeah um so he's a machine he does live events i mean he will be at an event in san antonio later that evening after he meets with us um and uh he's just he's killing it and so i'm i'm really looking forward to 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 meeting him and uh to share his perspective on what it's like to to be his daughter's father because i think I think he has found a level of joy and security and uh, and purpose as a father that I don't think even he anticipated. And I'm sure. looking forward to hearing more about that.
0: Absolutely. Now, speaking about guests and speakers and sponsors, when, when you're getting together with your team, and you're trying to think about who you want to kind of represent and, and be the core of each specific summit, what is your strategy? What's your perspective? How do you Do people come to you? Well, I assume now that it's been eight years, people do come to you. But how do you kind of go about getting the featured speakers like like Dak Shepard or Michael Strahan and getting the specific sponsors like Dove uh, Plus Men's Care? And I know Legoland is there as well. And so just kind of talk us through that whole what is that process like for you and your team?
1: Well, obviously, the sales side is is the work of John Pacini, who has been working sales from the start. And he also uh, works with Mom 2.0, and he's he's just done a phenomenal job all this time. I mean, he's he's as passionate about uh, his fatherhood as I am. He has a couple of kids the same age as mine. Um, they're both, uh, you know, his son is um, is sixteen or seventeen. I know my son will be seventeen uh, next month. So his, I think, his is older than mine, but. Anyway, his children are the same age as mine, and, and they've actually, you know, since his wife works so well, so much with us as well, um, their kids also work with us. I mean, his, his son Adrian is a, uh, uh, is a is a gifted um, a YouTuber and oh, wow. uh, and uh, creates some short films and has won some awards and is already speaking at conferences and so forth. <laughs> That's and awesome. his daughter Julia comes in and works and does a phenomenal, do- has a phenomenal job as well. And, um, so as far as, uh, sponsors go, I mean, again, you know, it's, it's interesting to be able to have been aligned with, with Dove Men Plus Care as long as we have, just because their origin story is very similar to ours. I mean, they emerged from a woman's brand about a year before we emerged from ours <laughs> and, uh, and they have a very particular idea of how they want to associate themselves. And you see discussions now about other brands, uh, talking about toxic masculinity and, Yep. Um. And launching big commercials and that are that are causing a lot of causing big stirs and, and that's great that this conversation is still going on, and uh, but yeah, Dove Men Plus Care has been saying all this stuff long before it was cool, um, which is I'm and they've stuck to it, which has been great. Um. So and I, every year we have a theme. Uh. We try to we try to build a theme based upon the this this the speaker requests and speaker submissions that we get we try to build a um, specific um, um, some conversations that I think are important to have I mean in a lot of ways each of each year is just a therapy session for me because it's like I every year I try to work on you know create the conference I can't attend (laughs) just because I love to go to all I want to go to every panel that I uh that I'm able to put together and uh there's always something about men's health. There's always something about how we need to take ourselves seriously and recognize that if there's one thing that makes us take more care of ourselves, it's realizing that we're not here just for us anymore. We're here because people are depending on us, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of fun to watch the cement dry quickly, but it's a uh, it's it's always a great. Uh, process. And, you know, in many ways, um, many ways, I'm trying to shape the river and other ways the rivers is taking me downstream.
0: That's fantastic. So uh, I know that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of my listeners have heard me talk about the dad 2.0 summit, and that I'm going to be speaking there. And so can you give the, the listeners kind of an idea about, uh, or just kind of provide your perspective on what you see myself and the show the podcast in general what kind of what value do we bring to to the summit i guess is kind of exactly what i'm saying that came out a little bit clunkier than i had envisioned but uh but i think i think the gist is is why i guess and this is something that we kind of talk about on the phone but but i know listeners have been like how did you get it and how did did you get selected so i guess kind of what made me stand out when you're looking through this uh through the different submissions and what made you want to to bring me to be just a tiny part of this amazing amazing conference
1: well actually one of the more important things that i consider uh is i really i mean it wasn't just that you're that you're a new speaker but i every year i try to we've had at least 65 70 new blood every year like that didn't speak the year before or have never spoken with us before sure and um that's important to me, just because you know I've been to conferences where you you kind of you kind of lapse into a certain sameness year every year, and uh, and I don't want that to be us. I want people to recognize that the wider net we cast, the the much the more extraordinary crop of of, uh, of speakers we're going to find. So I guess I mentioned that just to say it's never too late to throw your head in the ring. It's never too late to start something. Um, I mean, it's, it's a very common, uh, misconception that if you feel an industry is too mature you know, you didn't get in on the ground floor of whatever, you know, I, you're given the chance to buy Google a 300. You're like, I should have bought a 200. Well, yeah, well, what if it's a 600 tomorrow? Right. You know, I mean, you really <laughs> yeah, have exactly. to think in terms of the future, it's never a bad time to jump in and start something new and recognize that it can go someplace. And so all new voices are welcome. Um, I think also because the topic you'll be talking about. I mean, we we want to especially now. One of the evergreen topics is how to build an audience, right? And how to how to maintain that audience, and how to especially if you if you pivot and create a new element in your creative life or in your uh, entrepreneurial life. How do you how do you bring your audience with you, and how do you how do you engage them to the point in, that you can? You can you can uh, attract and retain your followers' attention. I mean, that's a very important skill to have, uh, and it's I think with each passing year, given how much more diffuse uh, and numerous our uh, our influences are, anytime you can be the signal amid the noise is a is a real blessing and a real accomplishment. And so, we want to talk about that, and so plus podcasting being what it is and, uh, being such a a, a, a flourishing medium. I want a lot of people. I love the idea of podcasting. I love being, um, you know, I think I have a voice for podcasting. Yes, you definitely um, do.
0: <laughs> and
1: I, and I enjoy being invited to, to, to talk on people's podcasts. Uh, and I think they're a, a great way to, um, to get the word out and engage. And I kind of, I think it's interesting that this is kind of that that having a discussion like this is becoming uh, more commonplace. Right. I mean, even to the point where uh, Conan O'Brien debuted his new show earlier this week. Yes. Um, and it's it's just like him and another person. It's basically a podcast on TV, and he has a new podcast himself. Right. Um. So, I think it's an important thing to inspire more more men in particular to do. If they don't feel like writing, they can still run their mouths right <laughs> that's yeah
0: that's uh, definitely something I'm good at. Uh so I and you're you're so true too, because podcast is a great it's a good medium because what I've found. And what I really enjoy doing and what this show has kind of evolved into ever since uh, I kind of stepped in as, as sole host is is I enjoy having conversations with people from all aspects of life, regardless of what political spectrum you're at, whether you're a parent or non-parent, you have an interesting story to tell. And I really want to get inside and and understand that core part of what makes you, you. So that way we can then turn that around and say, all right, for listeners that are now taking part in this discussion, how can you take lessons learned and teach them to your children? So that way they are more informed, more knowledgeable, or better than you are. And, and it's just podcasts afford you the opportunity because the ease of connecting with somebody, having a conversation and putting it out there for the world to listen to is so Uh, almost seamless with, with the way it does it. Yeah. There's, there's editing and there's fine tuning this, that, and the other, but realistically you can record it and put it up in a matter of moments and, and people get to participate and discuss and, and add their own insight to it. So yeah, I think it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Just exactly what you're saying. And, and it can be daunting you know, kind of picking up the computer and thinking about what am I going to write? What am I going to write? But I found a lot of times, especially with some of my friends that have been on the show, when I've asked them to come on, they've gone, well, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about. Then I just start firing topics at them and, and questions and they find that it it's a more organic conversation and discussion between friends and it feels a lot more intimate than, you know, a lot of other mediums. So yeah, I think it's I think there's a lot of value and there's a a definite market, especially for dads here in 2019. I almost said 2018, but no, it's 2019. Um,
1: Well, it's something to be said, too, for being a podcast host, too. I think hosting is not something that you come by naturally. It's something you build as a skill, especially when you're trying to draw that story out. Not everybody is able or willing or even knows uh, particularly, you know, what they'd like to say. And if you can elicit that through whatever skill you have to make your, your subject comfortable, as comfortable as I am, right? Uh, I mean, that's a lot like being a good editor. I think a good editor brings the best out of a good writer and uh, a good podcast host brings the best out of a, a good guest. Um, right. So uh, and I, I think that's a great skill that I'd like people to get more involved in. I think the more male voices um, – about fatherhood anyway, I mean, it's, it is, you know, we, 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 there are plenty of male voices out there and, uh, you know, but I'm saying if there's a male voice out there who wants to talk about how much he loves taking care of his kids, that's novel and that's important. And, uh, and it's, it's inspiring, you know, people can, the more people, uh, see that, that it's, that it's doable, um, the more people will try it and the more people will lean into it and recognize it's, the best thing you can ever do, uh, with your life. It's the most fulfilling thing in my life, you know, for sure. Uh, and you know, as I said earlier, my, my ex-wife knew that, you know, within (laughs) a couple of dates, she's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be somebody's dad. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and, um, and that may have been why we got married. Who knows? But, um, that's the beauty of it and that's a, that's why I, I love our welcome parties every 13 every thursday night when we when we have our opening party it's like a big reunion because there are people that you know you interact with all year long on social and whatever else and but you've you've put a face to a name and and that's so important because so much of our interaction relies on benefit of the doubt right so much reactionary reactions when it comes to people posting things that somebody else might disagree with. And you have to just dial back and say, what's this person's life been like? Can we just get a sense of, I mean, when you type something out, you are using, you know, less than 10% of your skills as a human communicator. Right. Uh, and uh, so I'm a big, I'm a, and I'm a, I know, depending upon what you read, that figure has been bunked and debunked and whatever else. But the fact is without nuance, without inflection, without body language, it's just it's just a tweet, it's just text, it's sterile, it's antiseptic, and it's awful. And yeah. I want people to come and meet each other and bend their elbows and say it was great to meet you and learn about your life and if you say something that I'm not quite sure why about I'll kind of I'll talk to you about it first before I pop off.
0: Sure, absolutely. So talking about that, the welcome party just pivoting back to the to the summit. Now, what what talk us through what are some things people can expect? I know that there's some there's some giveaways and this episode's going to drop uh, just in time for Friday. So, if you're listening to this, it should be Friday. It might be a little bit afterwards, but uh, but yeah, what can people ex- first of all expect? from the conference and, and what, uh, what giveaways or exciting news, uh, can you talk about that will get people, uh, excited and ready to go?
1: Well, that's a good, yeah, we have, uh, that is a good point. Uh, We have (laughs) a lot of sponsors yet to announce. Um, this is the tantalizing part because now we're having these activation kickoff calls with sponsors who just, who are just about to sign their documents and get started with their activations. And it's really exciting because they start saying, Yes, we have we have one particular trip in mind that that uh, you guys are really going to love, and so we haven't announced that speaker that that sponsor yet, and so I can't be particular about this, but they will be. They're, they're one of the um, there will be a trip to a uh, to a sporting event that I think would be really exciting. Haha. Um, so I'll just drop that there. For All right. You. Um, and um, <clears throat> I always get in trouble when I try and you know um, spoil (laughs) stuff. So John, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I hope this comes through. Uh, and, uh, but even this still, it's like, you know, the stuff you can win. I mean, each of our sponsors has something cool to offer. I mean, Doveman plus care does something cool every year. We do have a, uh, we do have our own, like a $500 gift card for people who, um, who, who see all, you know, talk to all our sponsors. We have like a little, um, the, the back of our program is a, is a little, um, you know, one of those scavenger hunt cards oh, sure, you, get, sure, you sure. get a punch from all the sponsors and then you're you're entered into a raffle and, the, and a random winner gets 500 bucks from um, a gift card to go go on a spending spree on other sponsors have gifts and things that they uh give out the end uh, of the end of the program um which will happen you know, after after uh, dax is finished And uh, that's always the best part. I think when we send people out, when we have uh, our closing keynote who brings the house down, we give away a lot of stuff. We salute everybody who put the conference together. We salute everybody who came. We have a huge, uh, you know, we have a big toast, a little cocktail toast at the end and say, we'll see you next year. I mean, that's very uplifting and that never gets old. That's, you know, we're going to do that for the eighth time. We even did that our second, our first year. We knew we were going to be back, and so we were saying, "We'll see you next year. This is going to be even better." And we've doubled in size, and and our social has gone bananas. I mean, you know, our Twitter feed now is over thirty thousand, and our you know our standard reach now we will reach about. Uh, I mean, last year in New Orleans, we we had a we our, our hashtag impressions for Datu Summit were upwards of two hundred and sixty million. Wow. And so we reached about yeah about uh, like 15 million people maybe. Sure. Um, So um, that's the real beauty of it. People are paying attention. I mean, our 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 announcement for DAX just a couple of days ago went absolutely bananas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And um, yeah, and uh, and that's it's always great when there's excitement about stuff like that because it's that means new people are going to hear about us and come see us and uh and and widen the widen the um widen the appeal i know i think if you tune into our twitter feed i mean all we do all day is post stories about fatherhood that are meant to make you think but also kind of help counteract there's a lot of there's a, it's there's a lot of news that there's a lot of people who know there's a lot of money in riling us up and it's easy for us to uh to recognize that if you if you're surrounded by stories that get you upset you don't see all the great stories that are out there about stories about you know dad's building ice roller coasters in the backyards right or you know turning their uh, like stage designers who will turn his daughter's bedroom into an entire disney um you know um uh, princess set you know with uh with 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 diurnal lighting patterns and stuff you know i mean right or, or you know, there was one dude who built an entire uh, at at as a playground, as a play fort in his backyard. I mean, full size. Wow! Uh, it's fascinating. Exactly. That's the, that is the exact response. Correct. Yeah. Five points.
2: Right. And that's
1: that's what we need to recognize. This, these are the stories that need amplification. And um, there's a very famous story that I've mentioned a lot from MIT that basically says seventy percent of of all either bad news or fake news is spread by people um, who, who retweet it or something and will say, can you believe this is what's happening? You know? Right. And so, you know, of all the retweets, I think it's, again, it's like 70% come from a negative and only 30% say, wow, isn't this cool? Right. We need more, wow, isn't this cool? We need less, can you believe these these so-and-sos? You right. know, that's, we can, we we've seen the so-and-sos, we can't believe them. We get it. You know, uh, and the, the, the research is there to say, but there are also dads who will, there's a, there's a dad who ran a hundred miles to raise money for the charity that traded it for the hospital that, that treated his son's brain cancer. Wow. There are all these great stories. Again, five more points. Well done, Joe. That's yeah. exactly it. We need that's and I, that's the best part of my job. Is my job is to find stories like that and, and put them on our, our feed. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm so really happy our audience has gotten so much bigger over the years because people are recognizing that there are much there's a lot more out there than we're being led to believe, I think. Right.
0: Man, it's just oh. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm just there is too much negative news in the world today that we all could do with a healthy dose of positivity and you want to follow these good stories and, and be encouraged and imbued with confidence to see the good work that everybody is doing, the the day to day good work and the just positive vibes that people are putting out into the universe and, and you don't want it overshadowed by, by negative news or or negative retweets or, or what have you and, and just the the good work that the dad two point of summit is doing is just, it's fantastic. I, I, you know, I go in the hashtag and I use the hashtag dad to summit as well, because I want to contribute, but it's, you just scroll through those posts on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or wherever. And you, you see some really top notch, top notch quality posts. So yeah, well, well done to you, to you and to everyone involved. And it's just, uh, it's fantastic. So uh, a big thank you to, to you guys for putting this event on every year. I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of it and and experience it for the first time and and definitely not the last time for certain and uh-huh. and I'm really excited so before we pivot into getting into uh everybody's favorite segment the dad jokes is there is there any last thing you want to say about uh about the conference before we pivot to the dad jokes?
1: Well, obviously uh we are going to be in San antonio um at the Weston riverwalk right there on the riverwalk um in the, uh, it's February 21st to the 23rd. And, um, we're really excited about it this year. It's our eighth year. Uh, as I say, the, the Dax Shepherd's coming. We also have, I had some great conversations with, with Dubman plus care this morning about it, whom they're going to bring for their opening keynote. Oh, nice. Um, but it's like, it's, and again, I don't want to say that we're all Pollyannish and that, you know, here I am, it's all good news. And isn't daddy fantastic. Cause I mean, fatherhood is challenging and it's, we're not here to paint a rosy picture, but we are here to say it's rosier than you think. We're here to recognize that at face value fatherhood is fantastic. Uh, And you know, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's definitely the hills and valleys of your, uh, of your emotional um, amplitude. But I think uh, that's what we're here to provoke. We're here to provoke discussions about why we do what we do and why we can always be better. And, and there are so many people out there who are becoming better who are breaking the chain of however they were raised you know as 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 i found out early on one of our most one of our favorite uh, panel discussions was was about breaking the pattern and recognizing that most dads who identify as strong fathers are making that effort not because they had their own great dad, but actually most of the time it's the reverse. They're trying to compensate for whatever flawed relationship they have with their own fathers and Mm -hmm. stopping the cycle. And it was really powerful stuff that I didn't even anticipate. Um, In fact, I just called um, a a friend of mine who was going to, um, to, to um, moderate that panel. And he said, wow, you have no idea how spot on this is for me. Wow. And he went on and told a story about how, he, you know, his father was in prison oh, and that's how, and he never told anybody. And they said, this is the time to tell people. Um, and so like, or we've had, um, we've had discussions. One um, of your, one of the more famous and, uh, and skillful uh, social influencers out there, Ted Rubin, um, came to our, just to our conference in New Orleans and, and talked about, How how hard it is for him to be estranged from his daughters, you know, he he had a much tougher time with his ex-wife And he's had to fight for all all the time he's had with his daughters and so he wanted to this is the time to talk about that and so Any opportunity that anyone wants to come and break the news about something they're not necessarily known for You know the first guy who cast the first person who cast Jim Carrey in a in a drama You know to show off your chops I mean any opportunity I have to try and surprise people give people the gift they didn't know they wanted (laughs) Um, like our closing keynote a couple years ago was uh was david eagleman, okay, who is a neurosurgeon and uh, um And novelist. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah, and he Put together a whole discussion about this is what your brain actually does when it becomes a father when you become a father Wow Um, so it's, it's, that's the goal. The goal is to find that new thing that maybe we haven't talked about before to try and create discussions that will last all year long so that we can pick up where we left off the following year. And it's really exciting. And, and I'm always grateful when it, when it comes off Mm -hmm. and when people come to me and say, we started this business together because we met at Dad 2.0, any opportunity that we have to incubate something new is just, it's, it's the best thing. So I'm really glad you're coming. I'm glad uh, your listeners are... are are here in this, and uh, yep. anybody who wants to come down to San Antonio in a month, um, it's going to it's gonna be a rocking good time, so we hope to see you there. Fantastic. Well,
0: Doug, thanks so much. Now it's time, listeners, to pivot to uh, well, it's definitely my favorite segment. I don't know who else's favorite segment it is, but it's the Dad Jokes of the Week, and uh, this is a segment where I lob dad jokes at the guest and try to elicit a few chuckles. So, uh, But before I get started, I always like to give the guest first crack. So, Doug, do you have any dad jokes you would like to 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 offer up
1: you know it's one of those things where I have there's like probably a million of them (laughs) and um, I mean I think one of my favorites that I pull out of is uh, uh, the guy who said quick give me two pronouns who me (laughs) that's all i got that was like, that's uh, your favorite
0: that's i've yeah. never i've actually never heard that one before that was very very good very well done oh man i've got uh, i've got just two uh so first of all Doug, uh what did the grape say when it was crushed uh um uh, hit me i don't know nothing it just let out a little wine oh
1: dear god <laughs> <laughs> interesting though because so what you're suggesting is that this was a mature grape no <laughs> yeah. uh, unlike the joke I the could, grape I was mature I think of a few vintners who might you know who might be listening <laughs> to this who might say dude <laughs>
0: oh it was bad okay uh you heard that right great point. <laughs> we're just just going down just <laughs> doubling down on it want to go let's go let's throw down right uh, right I, I got a pair of hockey gloves on right now I'm oh. them. let's go oh man all right all right uh, i concede. i concede. no uh so <laughs> yeah. uh, all right the last I one for
1: the benefit of humanity we both should all right anyway, all right one more
0: <laughs> oh man i tell you what though i had wit uh Honey on uh several episodes ago and we just uh, just kept going down this uh, Canadian rabbit trail. We were just piling jokes and jokes and jokes. And then we were we should probably stop. There's somebody listening that's Canadian that's highly offended. And then I was just like, eh, uh, they're too nice to say anything. So, oh, and then we just kept going and going. Yeah. And it was bad. <laughs> All right. Um, so the last one I've got, it's more of a, just a setup story for you. So Doug, here's the thing. Apparently Julie Andrews will no longer be endorsing Rimmel Vibrant Shades lipstick. As she claims it breaks too easily and makes her breath smell. In a statement, she said The super color fragile lipstick gives me halitosis. The super color fragile lipstick gives me halitosis.
1: Right there, yep, yeah, that is <laughs> that is something. That's up there with pardon me, Roy, is that the cat that chewed your new Right.
0: <laughs> it's something all right. Oh all right. right. Well, Doug, thanks so much. And uh, for the listeners, if they want to follow you and see what you are up to and the Summit, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Sure. Well, the great thing is all of our social platforms are at Dad and the number two Summit. Uh, that's on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. And, uh, and we're on Medium, too. In fact, uh, it, on Fridays, we have our Fatherhood on Friday column, which is a compendium of some of the best news that we've had, that we've compiled in our uh, Twitter feed, and about the upcoming conference. Obviously, we are very, uh, we have our own, uh, and, and Witt, uh, whom you mentioned, is our editorial director, and so he he created our, our Peaks at the Summit. Speaking of dad jokes, um, <laughs> summit peaks discussion of, you know, of news about the summit itself. But every Friday we publish uh, fatherhood on Friday on our blog, which is dad to summit.com slash blog. And we post that to medium as well. If you are a medium subscriber or reader or enthusiast. Um, but yeah, those are all the places to come interact with us. And, uh, yeah, if you have a story on Twitter or whatever, and you want us to To see it and to help promote it, by all means, tag us at Dad2Sum and we'd be happy to help. I mean that's the ripple effect of everybody working together to try and further um, the stories of dads out there and encouraging more men to write about their lives and acknowledge the joy, acknowledge the pain, uh, acknowledge the frustration, acknowledge the – the, the the those moments those fantastic moments that just will stick with you forever right uh, in ways that you you know you you can't even process it until it happens you never yeah. you can't even anticipate it and more people write about that or photograph it or talk about it or film it the, the better off we all are right absolutely
0: the more we normalize the day-to-day struggles that everybody the struggles and joys the peaks and the valleys that we all go through in fatherhood and in parenthood in general the more you're able to feel that you're part of this community that is always there for
1: you and yeah and i should say too i want to, i'm sorry to interrupt no there, it's okay but i want to say too that we are having a giveaway speaking of which um uh, we have uh, our our room block is uh, expires on ju- on January 31st. Uh, you can stay at the Westin for an amazing 199 per night, um, which is a deal that um, that uh, Carrie Pacini works out for us every year through her wizardry. I mean, she worked this out. We even with the um, with the Carlton last year because she is aware of some level of black magic that only she knows. <laughs> And uh, we are, um, so we're going to have a giveaway. Basically, anybody who uh, has booked a ticket and has booked their room at the Weston um, could win either a free suite upgrade, which means we have a, yeah, we want one, one of these big suites that you can upgrade you to for free at random. Or we also have um, our Dove Med Plus Care as our hospitality sponsor, as our title sponsor. And so every year they put up someone for free. Perfect. So you could, uh, if you're in the hopper, we could pick your name at random and you could stay for free for three nights. That is fantastic. You're
0: definitely going to want to get on that. So go ahead, go to dad2summit.com. Go ahead, get your reservation, get entered, and uh, get, get that sweet, sweet upgrade or that sweet, sweet free night stay. It's that's sweet, sweet, sweet. it's a dad joke. I'm, I own it. I own it. I own it that, that, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> it is. yes, it is. All right. Perfect. Well, Doug, we need a hashtag for this episode. Should we just use hashtag dad to summit?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yes. That's, uh, and that's the hashtag we'll be following during the summit itself. And you can watch it impress, you know, 260 million times, we hope.
0: There we go. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Doug, for coming on. And uh, listeners, thank you so much for sticking around. And until next time, hashtag dad to summit and hashtag Be a Better Dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D T A L K S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds, and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit
1: VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O now.com.